Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, well-read baddies. Welcome back to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. And we just had this whole ordeal. Fiasco. With the-, <laughs> the fly fiasco. The fly, fly gate. <laughs> Flygate for sure. Flygate 2023. Um, there was a fly in the studio, and he was just distracting me a lot. <laughs> we couldn't get started the show because of it. Because yeah. I was like squirrel, except it was fly. It was giving very much. <laughs> <laughs> we can't record like this. So but yeah, in this environment. Anyway, I do we it. called Micah, but. Mm-hmm. The fly is gone now. Now him and Micah are hanging out. Yeah, outside of the booth. So, anywho. So we're free. We're free. We're free to record. <laughs> distraction free. We're looking at y'all. Not a fly. Yes, exactly. Um, shout out corner. Y'all already know the drill. Follow us everywhere at She Will Red. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at She Will Red. Uh, new Amazon storefront. I've been slowly moving the list mm-hmm. from Bookshop to Amazon. And we thank you for your service. <laughs> yes. So they'll all be there, but like go to Bookshop if you're, I don't know, just want to look at all the lists. Um, and also just thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, supporting us, listening, tuning in, sharing with a friend, all the things. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. All right, so let's get into the kind of heavy coffee break. Uh, just beware that we're trigger tar- warning, trigger warning, sensitive subject. Uh, but we are going to discuss the shooting that occurred in Nashville um, at the Christian school. I don't even know the school name. I wish I did. I'll put a like news article link in the yeah, description. I don't, I don't know it either. But I know it's a Christian school, and unfortunately, three children and three adults were murdered by an active shooter um also uh sending you know love to our trans community because i have been seeing a lot of trans hate ever since the incident that's very and real. transphobic language Thank you for saying that yeah yeah that's not the point of this yeah the don't and i feel like that's what some politicians are trying to do like they're emphasizing those hate words mm. of like they like i even who was it marjorie taylor green i'm pretty sure well, which like nothing, wh- again nothing surprising yeah. but she was like targeted a christian school he uh, went to that school yeah <laughs> but like back in the day yeah yeah right. yeah like and they so, were they were trans and like I don't even remember all she said, but anywho, so sending love to that to the trans community, um, and also I feel like at this point, go vote. Like there's really nothing else we can say about the situation besides just it's sad, it's, it's frustrating, so upsetting and should never happen once, but it keeps happening. Right, and I'm tired of asking for change in like. We have to demand Demand. it. Yeah, and the way to demand it is by voting these people out who won't 
do the change that the majority of us want to see. So, yeah. And I was reading something on Instagram today and it was talking about um, some moms that want to have some sort of strike where they don't buy things and just Mm -hmm. like don't fuel the economy Mm -hmm. um, if they haven't passed a law about guns by Mother's Day. And I thought that was cool and powerful because at this point, like it needs to happen now. We can't even wait for the next election cycle. Mm -hmm. And I think at this point, money is what the government cares about. Yeah obviously not our safety Mm -hmm. so maybe not putting money into the economy would like make them be like wait a minute what do we what do we have to do to like get this back on track Mm -hmm. because we're already in a recession there's already inflation like this is not the time that they want any like more issues right whereas to not be spending money yeah so i think that it's been done in other countries and that's where people are looking Mm -hmm. because we are one of like the last countries to do this like to not do anything yeah like the gun situation is like the worst here so yeah which is in like one of the most developed countries in the world it's fucking ridiculous we gotta learn from other countries who've done it Mm -hmm. and i guess that that's a way that they're creating quicker change i don't i don't know yeah i mean we'll see maybe like at this point it's like do whatever it takes yeah because like where's like what do you do in a situation like this yeah i saw i don't know if you've seen this and i'll try to find the video and link it um there was this video of an alabama teacher who they were demonstrating this new bulletproof wall system. Did you see that? No, kind of. I've seen like some video of like what it looks like. Yeah, she was literally demonstrating it, like how she like opens it and like puts it into place or whatever. That's crazy. And there's no like handle on the out. I don't know, but it's like. so scary. It's scary and it's like. As a kid? Like to be like, oh, just in case. Yeah. That shouldn't be your reality. It shouldn't. But like I'm almost at the place where I'd rather more protection in the school yeah. than just leaving it up to chance at this point. That's very true. Like I because I used to be that person where it's like, well, this isn't like solving anything. We gotta get to the root of the issue. But it's like if the people in charge won't get to the root of the issue, the people who can actually do something, then we do ourselves as citizens have to do whatever it takes yeah. to make sure that we're Real. safe and protected and our kids are safe and protected. Hmm. So as like as shitty of a situation it is, like, I don't know. Yeah. I can kind of see some of the value in it, but then I, I can also agree. see how like supporting stuff like that takes away from like the fight to actually get the institutional change. So I don't know. I feel like it's why not both, I guess yeah i don't know i don't i don't i I don't think anybody knows anymore i mean we know but like we can't do anything about it yeah outside of the obvious solution we don't know what to do anymore so it's kind of like almost flailing to see or like throwing shit at the wall to see what works that's what it feels like but i guess we just got to keep throwing shit yeah so With all of that being said, we're going to have a link so that if you are not registered to vote because the election season will be here. I mean, we're here. We're in election season at this point. Like, I feel like it's starting now. People are starting to put in their biz. People are starting to say, like, I plan on running. We're in the moment. Yeah, we're in the thick. We're in the beginning of the thick of it. So make sure you register to vote. Uh, You can go to vote.org. We'll have that linked in our description. Um, And yeah, everybody, we're just... 
we're all feeling it i think yeah there aren't really words I anymore agree. i definitely completely agree so oh yeah and shout out to Lacey at basic who is also a partner for us this season the video that she made 20 out of 10 20 out of 10 is right she's so thoughtful and intentional mm-hmm. with what she does mm-hmm. and that poem will well we already posted it but we can repost it yeah um <laughs> check it out We'll put on our story when this episode drops because it really is very moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check that out. Shout out to Lacey. We love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let's get into the chapter. Like after that, it's just like, you know, take a deep breath. Like just we're going to be, we're going to be okay. Yeah. But I let's mean, get into. Let's get into the. <laughs> this looks fun. Yeah. Now, this all piece, of a sudden. Right now. Oh my gosh. Reading book club. <laughs> what? No, oh I my mean goodness. more like the story. Oh, like because it's yeah. been so sad and upsetting. But yeah, like, compared to the shit in our coffee break. Yeah, this is like Light-hearted. small talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, damn. Um, but all right. That's so how you know you're, that's how you know you're in like when people say this is a um like a fucking virtual reality oh a simulation yeah a simulation this is like a dystopian novel that's how you know when this looks like better than what's going on in the real world because this book is crazy upsetting yeah it is crazy upsetting trigger warning yeah i'm trying to think there wasn't anything too crazy in this one mm -mm. it's it's more like puzzling like oh like okay (laughs) but all right so let's get get into the chapter we got that down back now. Good. But yeah, this was a little quickie. This is probably going to feel like a little quickie episode. So we hope y'all appreciate the quickness of it. I know. Because <laughs> the last one was a little long. It was long. Lengthy. It was lengthy, but there's good stuff in there. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go tune in. Get into it. Get into it. All right. So let's get started. Chapter 13. Do you want to kick us off where I can? or You go, girl. <laughs> okay. So chapter 13. We're talking about basically all of the roles that she's auditioning for and, you know, the small little breaks. She just had her big break in Mad TV. And I feel like this is something a lot of actors go through, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of, like, smaller roles, like, lesser known roles. Yes, like, if you go on somebody's IMDb. Yeah. And, like, all the famous actors, when they're asked about their, like, first jobs and stuff, mm-hmm. they are always on some random movie, random set. Like, I've never seen the movie. Yeah. But they had, like, a small supporting role. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, you know, it's interesting how the acting world works, for sure. Yeah, it is very interesting. Which, it made me think about, like, there was this, uh, movie I had to watch for school last semester. I'm gonna try to figure out what movie it was, but it was like I watched it on Tubi. Um, <laughs> I've never used Tubi yet. Apparently, it's great. I've only watched a couple movies on there. Okay, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> but Jennifer Aniston was in this movie, and I was like, was Hello? it like old? It was older. Oh, and okay. gotcha. But she was still like probably early twenties, maybe. This was definitely before cool. Friends. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. So that's why, like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Hello, Jennifer Aniston." Like before the big break. Before the big break. Yeah, that's what it made me think about. That's so funny. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about in this chapter, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and her mom describes, you know, big breaks in Hollywood as 
like having a bad boyfriend she says they keep stringing you along without making any type of formal commitment i was like okay mother motherly advice yeah motherly dating advice riley sprinkled in there <laughs> but yeah so oh my god she's had little breaks since mad tv as we've said before she did a commercial a low budget independent film <laughs> a role in an episode of malcolm in the middle um another sprint commercial and you know aside from the little breaks like she's getting a lot of callbacks though which is good and barbara keeps saying that it's good mm-hmm. um oh yeah and she even says barbara has started talking started taking mom's calls instead of laura moving on up <laughs> and you know that all it's always like she's just not right enough like it's just like she's close it's good but something there's just something missing something's missing something's missing um yeah and then (laughs) once she gets off the phone with barbara she's like heavenly father please grant me patience and be quick (laughs) i was like mood right i was like i relate to you deborah (laughs) patience is a struggle of mine Mm. that's one of my struggles Mm. (laughs) i I mean i get it i get it (laughs) all right on to 14 chapter 14 okay so um this chapter is kind of starting in the waiting room mm-hmm. of an audition that she's doing. Yeah. Um, so she's gotten four callbacks. This is her fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode or it's kind of like a family drama. Um, and it would be kind of a, a big break in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, if she gets this, if she gets this part, she doesn't have to audition is what she's told anymore because she'll just be getting offers. Yeah. Which is a great place to be. That sounds like I've made it. Right. Um, so she's like, I really, really, really want to get this role. And her mom's like, I really, really, really want you to get this role. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And um, she is in the middle of fantasizing about what this would be like if she gets the role when she hears the spirit of the Holy Ghost, um, which, hello. <laughs> this is what yeah. growing up religious be like. Right, because I was like, what? Yeah. Where are we going here? Yeah, we're, I was like, hello. But there is that thing of like what they talk about in church and that's what she's been thinking about is like, she knows all the church stuff. She's kind of at the place where she like knows the right things to say and what's supposed to happen when you're baptized, mm. which she just got baptized. So she's like, when is the Holy Ghost going to be like, t- when is it going to talk to me? Mm-hmm. Which I remember having feelings like this because everybody talks in church about like, then God told me to do this. Yeah, Like you hear that throughout, like not only the Bible, but like, people's real testimonies yeah and so growing up i feel like i felt that way too of like i feel like i'm kind of going through the motions here so like am i like kind of missing something like is there something i don't understand and that's why i haven't heard the voice of god yeah you know what i mean like i had never felt like oh i know what i'm supposed to do now like (laughs) yeah i've had that too where it's like 
you know, they say the closer you get to God, the easier it'll be for him to hear you and guide you in your life. They do say that. And so, like, when I didn't feel like I was, like, necessarily hearing him, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that means, like, I'm, not I'm a bad Christian. Away. Yeah, like, I'm a bad Christian. I'm not close to God. Like, I need to, like, delve more into my spirituality and religion. Like, I need to read more of the Bible. Like, yeah. I haven't been doing my, like fucking reading my prayers my prayers and like you start to shit on yourself mm -hmm. because you're comparing yourself to other people which mm -hmm. is just not the goal of right but organized religion be like that it do be like that um and so they're kind of it kind of to me drew a parallel between being chosen and acting for a role mm -hmm. and then being chosen by god mm. to like hear the holy spirit wow yeah i was like that's very interesting how she put it in one chapter. I was like, okay, Jeanette. <laughs> like, this is why you're the writer. Right, right. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, she... And she calls it her still small voice. Yes, yes. So she finally hears the Holy Ghost um, when she's waiting for this part. And the Holy Ghost tells her to go to the bathroom and do this little set of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then she will get the part. Yeah. So she is like, oh, Mom, I've heard the Holy Ghost. Like, I got to go to the bathroom. And she's <laughs> like, her mom's like looking at her like kind of freaked out a little bit. Like, what are you doing, Jeanette? Like, I don't understand why you need to do this. Because, you know, her mom has to follow her into the bathroom because they have to go everywhere together. Right, right, right. Um, and anyway, I'm looking around at the page and I'm like, am I even on the right? 58. Oh, I see. I skipped a page. Mm. Skipped a page in there and in here. <laughs> the parallels. Um, I'm so weak. Well, okay, so she tells her mom she has to pee to go to the bathroom, and she touches her underwear band five times, and that's when her mom asks, what are you doing, Nett? And um, Jeanette replies, the Holy Ghost talked to me. She's so excited because she's like, my mom's going to, like, you know, know that I'm chosen by God, mm -hmm. and she'll have something to say in church when they ask her, have you hurt? Or, like, you know, yeah. like people are asking her questions about this, which it's, like, so much pressure. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm excited. And <laughs> her mom's like, um, okay. Right, like, uh-huh, <laughs> okay. And then um, she has to unlock and relock the bathroom door five times and her mom is like looking at her now kind of sad like there's something maybe wrong here mm -hmm. um and her jenna actually asks why are you looking at me like that and her mom just says nothing like she doesn't want to say it yeah she doesn't want to like acknowledge that this is not exactly quote unquote normal <laughs> Yeah, which that's gotta be a funny feeling when you realize your kid's like fucking weird. <laughs> or like something's going on where you're just like, I don't know how to pinpoint this just yet, but this seems like the start of something. Not the start of something. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, so she oh, and then in the beginning she had to cross her name out before she went into the bathroom and did this little routine. So yeah. she comes back, rewrites her name, and she's like, Thank you, Holy Ghost. 
and that's the chapter yeah what she, I, the part where i found funny is she says he talks to me i tell her again like after the first time she already told her like oh the holy ghost is talking to me and she's like i repeated it because she must not have heard me the first time or she'd be just as excited as i am hello mom the holy ghost the holy the guy yeah <laughs> she's her mom's just like all right she's like god damn it i'm gonna have to deal with this <laughs> whatever at this some is point. yeah Gosh. but she chooses to basically as we see in the next chapter just kind of slide it under the rug yeah yeah pretty much um okay chapter 15 this one's all about appearances um Oof. so this we're a tough one yeah we're getting into her mom's beauty routine for Jeanette so she wants mm. Jeanette to have a certain image of and this is like basically her idea of like Jeanette being pretty like doing these things will make her prettier because yeah. her mom feels like that's why she's not getting some roles because she's not pretty enough for she's them she's very obsessed with Jeanette's appearance yeah so she uh does her eyelashes she's like tinting her tinting her eyelashes which I didn't even think was a thing I was like did she was this a typo like tinting eyebrows like I've heard of that <laughs> But eyelashes? Yeah, because like, blonde girls be, you can't see them. You can't see their eyebrows or their eyelashes. Right, but then I'm like, stick a little mascara on there. Not like tint, like that's chemicals on your actual eye. Which we find, like it starts smearing into her that's eye. And true. she like tells her mom, like, I can't see. And she's like, oh my gosh, you could go blind. And it's this whole thing. She's like washing it out. Her hair is getting caught. Like it's it a whole a stressful fiasco. situation. It's a very stressful situation. Because she's also like bleaching her hair. Um, with blonde highlights and she's got clear mascara a tube of clear mascara in the store brand version of crest white strips which you're only supposed to leave it on for like 15 minutes and her mom leaves it on for 45 for good measure it's funny because in high school i used to leave my crest white strips on for a little longer than i should have just because mm. i was like fuck it they gonna be whiter <laughs> look yeah um i have two teeth issues now so oh, i don't damn. know if that's related but potentially <laughs> so maybe i fucked myself up but yeah like i think that okay so what i'm thinking with the going back to the tinting of the eyebrows because i was like huh, eyelashes. good point i mean eyelashes i think it's because mascara even though you could buy like brown mascara like as a kid it would probably make her look like kind of mature in a yeah. way that her mom didn't want her to look. Got, okay, I see what you're saying. Is what I could think because mascara does make you like it changes look. Yeah, it's like darker mm -hmm. and like it's just like as I wouldn't want to see that on a kid. Yeah, I see I what you're know. saying. It's like it like yeah. Okay, I see what you're I see where you're going with that. But like she could have done a better job. Like this whole situation, Jeanette feels trapped and she's just like. Like, I would feel claustrophobic, too. Like, you're in the bathroom. It's hot. It's lots of smells. Like, because mm -hmm. you're bleaching your hair. Things are happening. Like, there's not a lot of space. Yeah. I mean, You're just, like, just, trapped. Yeah. And once again, we had on our story a little quesh quesh for y'all to answer for us. Not a quesh quesh. <laughs> Which, let me see. Shout out, Phoebe. This. Yes. A little. Oh, my gosh. That is so Phoebe. That's you're so right. Phoebe. I didn't even think about it. But we asked, when was the first time you wanted to be more attractive? And some of the responses we got was from one gentleman who says, when my homie got all the girls that I liked. Which, 
facts. Damn. I mean, that's about when it starts, I think. Yeah, like when, when you get to the age where you're trying to mingle. And girls and boys no longer have cooties. Yeah, and you're like, wait, the person I like doesn't like me. What's mm-hmm. wrong with me? Yeah, it's like a you problem. Yeah. Yeah, so relatable. Um, another one says... Definitely in middle school, I did gymnastics and surround and was surrounded by smaller, prettier girls. Oh, yeah. Which sports I feel like can do that to you. Like yeah. I felt like that in dance at times, where it was like you know, because especially in dance, where like little teeny tiny girls. Yeah, eating disorder eating disorders are a really big thing in the dance community because of it, um, especially ballet dancers. That's I've like heard of thin, that. Like being thin is the goal. When you watch Black Swan once. <laughs> Not when you watch Black Swan once. <laughs> Um, so we get you. Okay. But no, I did hear that. Like, you can't even have big tits. Like, they will just cancel you in ballet. (laughs) Yeah. What? You could be the most talented. Don't matter. But that's not the look they want. That's not the look they want. Um, another one says, at the age of 13, which is around around the time, middle school, mm -hmm, that we were talking about. So Mm -hmm. thank you again for everybody who participated on our stories. We will continue to do this throughout the season because we want y'all to be involved and interactive with us. That makes makes it so much better, Mm y'all. That sense of community. Respond. Right. Um, And so, yeah, so we have this whole debacle. And, you know, she even says, like, my appearance... My appearance has always been of great importance to mom, even before I started acting. And she says some of her earliest memories are from her wearing giant puff pastry dresses, which I can, I know the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're scratchy, they're irritating. Ooh. And her mom would always tell her, oh, you look pretty. Even though every time she told me I look pretty, I shrieked as loud as I could that I wasn't pretty and she was handsome. I love that little line. Because she was too little to be able to say handsome, but old enough to know that that's what she wanted to be called because that's what her brothers were called. Right. And and she even makes a, she's like, not some stupid lesser term designated for the girls. And I was like, okay, feminism. Yeah, I, okay, talking about my bonus kids again. Mm-hmm. Rue, my um, Miss Baby Girl, she's the youngest. She, I always like put feminism on her. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, the boys can carry that or da 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 da, like about how we're girls and mm-hmm. like we don't have to do that or da da da. And she's like, or I'll be like, um, telling her older brother like do you protect her mm-hmm. and she's like he doesn't have to protect me I can protect myself period and she's always like on that wave so yeah. it reminded me of her and you know what I don't know I guess it's different growing up with an older brother I was the oldest I was the oldest on my in my family so mm-hmm. I was like okay with being the pretty beautiful da 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 yeah because all the boys under me, like, I don't know. I just, like... It's different. I didn't have that, you know what I mean, difference. That mentality. Yeah, but it's cool. It's cool, like, to be, like, a bruh girl like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And then, of course, as a result of this, acting only made her mom's obsession with appearance even worse. Especially after she couldn't get an audition for the lead role in a film because of Winn-Dixie. I remember that movie. I remember it, too. And so now we're introduced to a new uh, talent agency that she's a part of, and her rep is Meredith Fine. Uh, They switched to Meredith because her mom said Barbara Cameron is old news, and this is a new agency, and they represent the cream of the crop talent. So, and Meredith is the head of the agency, of course. Heard. 
And so her mom's like, how could you not submit Jeanette for because of Winn-Dixie? She's perfect for that role, which I feel like her mom's always like, she's perfect for every role. <laughs> That's true. And she's like, you just don't care about her. Prioritize her. And her mom starts crying. And then her and then uh, Meredith's like, no, that's not why. It's because she like we submitted her, but they didn't want to see her because they're looking for an ethereal beauty. And Jeanette reads more homely. First of all. Is there not a different word that they could have used? Right. Like, how do you call a child that? Mm -hmm. How do you call anybody that? Right. To their mom. Mm -hmm. But I guess the acting world is it's cut different. Throat. Like, this is what we're looking for, and this is what you're not. <laughs> but that's different than saying you look homely. That's like another <laughs> word for like. Anyway, her mom was insulted. Yes, very insulted. <laughs> her mom looked stunned, hung up the phone, and started wailing like somebody died. <laughs> Which, come on now. Like, Jeanette's seriously? Like, damn, I guess I should be prettier. <laughs> yeah, she literally says, it was the first time I wished that I was prettier and didn't care about being handsome. Isn't that the, like, to me, that feels like the end of innocence. Yeah. When you start, like thinking about your body in terms of like appealing to other people mm -hmm. everything all the confidence you once knew as a kid like just goes out the fucking window and yeah. you're like a shell of who you used to be and i feel mm -hmm. like you just spend your whole rest of your life trying to get back to that kid yeah. type of confidence yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's really sad definitely sad all right next chapter 16 the gray's anatomy audition <laughs> <laughs> which this was wild oh my god okay yeah this was a really interesting one okay so Jeanette has an um a new audition to go to for a Grey's Anatomy role mm -hmm. and they want an androgynous character mm -hmm. um for the role and so Jeanette and her mom have a routine before all of their auditions which is like the beautifying routine, which mm -hmm. I guess is kind of like grown women, like what we do before we go out on a date or whatever. It's just like making sure you're, you're for her, it was like putting curlers in her hair, making sure her hair looked really pretty. And like, I don't even know. An outfit, like like almost like how you have your first date outfit. Like she has oh, an audition the outfit. audition outfit. Okay, right. So um Jeanette's mom thinks the outfit makes her look really pretty and she makes sure to say not streetwalker pretty but very pretty because Jeanette doesn't feel comfortable in it and she keeps talking about it's like not her style and like why do I have to wear this but her mom just wants her to look very feminine so right and even like she's even like even for this particular role like i don't think this is the vibe i'm supposed to be giving again a thing of like jeanette being like okay i don't want to be here but if i'm gonna do it i want to do it right and I like know. i have thoughts about this that was very mature i thought when i read that i was like the fact that she knew what the role was and was like i think that for this part i mm -hmm. should not wear that stuff like i should probably underdress for this role right and her mom's like basically like i know what's best kind of mentality which we obviously know she doesn't right as we saw in the last, the last episode yeah literally she was proven dead the fuck wrong and still took credit for it mm -hmm. but Ooh, anyway right she gets to the interview or the audition and the um 
Well, she gets a callback. So we get, we come back for the callback, and they basically tell Jeanette that she needs to put on a different outfit. Mm-hmm. Her mom's like, well, we live really far away, and it's, you know, like, my you know, her driving's not that good. She just learned how to drive on the interstate. Mm-hmm. So she's like, no, we can't. We can't. And the... um. The guy's like, uh, okay. So he finds a shirt for her to wear for someone on the crew because, like, she literally can't audition again for this role until she changes her outfit. Because, like, they, the people that are casting are like, can't, um, it's like taking them out of the scene. Mm-hmm. Her whole, like, girly attire. Right. Um, and basically, it's just going to make her not get the part. So, again, Jeanette was right. Right. Um, so, anyway, problem solved. And she goes to the final callback, and she does wait. Yeah, she goes to the final callback, and she does well, but she still doesn't get the part. Bottom of 63. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, they said, ah, yes. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) So she doesn't get the part, and when her mom asks why, very aggressively, I might add, mm-hmm. um, they say she just was too pretty. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> I feel like that's like I should have a we should have a button that says that. We can we need to yeah like insert the sound somehow like yeah. hello because this just keeps keeps fucking happening. happening. We're only like what four episodes in. <laughs> I know it's like kind of a pattern at this point. Yeah. But weirdly enough, or ironically enough, her mom, she hangs up the phone, but she low-key looks happy mm-hmm. to hear that. Yeah. And um, Jeanette's like, uh, this is weird. But her mom is like, you're just too pretty for this. Like, yeah. And I just was like, this is so like trivial. Like she is... I feel like the way her mom thinks is so like childlike, like it's not very like mature. She, yeah, like how is she not seeing the bigger picture? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very unfortunate and Jeanette's just having to suffer through this. And the, it points me back to like I think the first episode where we talked about this where she sees her mom like getting ready and she's even saying like my mom like I don't feel like you need all of that like you look beautiful as is and I think through these little things it's like diminishing like you said like when you're younger and you're not really thinking about that and all of a sudden it's like being thrown at you it like switches your mindset yeah and this is like for the negative yeah it's really unfortunate because the world's gonna do it to you regardless but Mm -hmm. for your mom to like really like chip away at your confidence like that and hone in on it and value attractiveness Mm -hmm. above all else yeah it can like mentally mess you up you gotta unlearn that shit Mm -hmm. exactly all right so we are going into chapter 17 uh where we're talking about the holy ghost again but here in a a little different way that sam caught before i did in the initial chapter talking about the holy ghost so basically the chapter literally starts off with her grandpa saying heavily deb which is her mom Mm. i think jeanette's got ocd Mm. which when i read that i was like oh that's what that was that weird little routine yeah i was like typical ocd shit yeah and so um her grandpa doesn't know that she can hear all of this she's asleep they're watching jay leno and she's waiting for conan to come on and her mom just kind of brushes him off she's like oh please like 
there's no she doesn't have it and her grandpa's like advocating for her like you should probably take her to a therapist to like make sure like maybe i'm woke right he's like maybe i'm wrong but like maybe you should get this checked out yeah he's like i see her doing her little routines all the time around the house like you've seen it too like yeah i'm just saying something right which her mom saw it Mm -hmm. from jump which whoa i just realized how i can relate to this moment because there were things that were going on like in my childhood and like my upbringing the other family members would like point out and call out and be like, wait, why are you having to do this? Like, why is this something that's a responsibility for you mm-hmm. as a child? Right. And my mom would just kind of brush it off and be like, oh, it's like teaching her responsibility. And like, it's no- like making it a normal thing when it wasn't. Like almost gaslighting. Yeah, pretty much. And like at the time I didn't realize it. But then when I started thinking about it more, I was like, oh, shit. They're right. They have a point to this. And she's literally listening on the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he literally says, I don't know. I see her doing all her little rituals constantly. And she looks so frantic when she does them. It makes me feel bad. And she's he's she's like, Dad, please, she's fine. You're just a worrier. Now let's watch. Like, you're just completely brushing it off. And he just like is insistent. Like, maybe we should take her to a doctor. She needs <sighs> professional help. And mom sternly says she does not Jeanette's perfect all right she does not need help wow and I think this comes up in even things of like in schools where like some kids might have more trouble than others and when a teacher tries to point it out to parents they don't want to believe that you know there could be something and I don't even want to say wrong with their child but just not like you know they're gonna have a harder time than everyone else so let's make sure that they have all the resources that they need in order to succeed. Yeah, I think that it's so common, and I don't know why, but parents are, I almost feel like, have blinders on sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, they're so close to the situation that they are not rational about things. Like, when someone obviously has anxiety or obviously is, like, like, you can, like, realize things within only knowing, talking to somebody for a very like short time it's like as a parent how living in the same house 24 7 how do you not Mm -hmm. like see this but it's like (laughs) it reminds me of when I came back from college and stayed at my parents obviously because I grew up with them and like still would spend the summers there and da 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 Mm -hmm. um oh no this was actually after college to be honest because I like had come home and like lived there for a little bit to get on my feet Mm -hmm. after a breakup and I was smoking weed because I like was doing that and um had like an ashtray um on the table Mm -hmm. and I didn't really want my parents down there but I guess my dad just like he they told me they would stay out but they didn't Mm -hmm. and that's you know the reason that I had to leave sooner than I wanted to is just because boundaries like it's hard to get that with your parents yeah, sometimes house. yeah because yeah, they're just like used to this you being their kid and they're like anyway mm-hmm. besides the point but um he like had a talk with me and was like you've got to tell your friends that they need to smoke their cigarettes outside like don't smoke the shit inside like that's not cool mm-hmm. and I was like okay got it but I was like I haven't had friends over mm-hmm. and like what are you saying like are you trying to like why wouldn't me 
smoking be the first thing you thought of oh i was like wait where are we going with this oh. i'm the one living here like why would i just have somebody else's shit in they my- like didn't want to automatically believe it was you yeah interesting and so i just was like how are you that blind because i'm obviously <laughs> smoking weed right now the what it's just funny to me because the one time you want your parents kind of like to believe like you know usually if you get caught they're like they think it's you and you're like oh no it was a friend or somebody else who was here but in this moment you're like wait why are you assuming this is not me i mean i am like cool with him doing it. i yeah, I, I didn't yeah. up. i was like <laughs> yeah i will tell them <laughs> like damn they're fucking crazy right but to your point of like these blinders they're like oh no there's no way there's no way it could be my daughter yeah you don't know me at all i've been soaking weed for years i'm a like literally there were people that did not know me not being high at that time i was like really in this stoner phase mm-hmm. so i just thought that was really crazy and like i feel like it's the same kind of situation of like you literally. tell your parents i have anxiety and they're like no you just need to go on a walk <laughs> things like that which another story question that we asked like did you grow up in a household that recognized mental health uh, and 82% of y'all <laughs> said no. no. I am part of the 82% who voted no. Have you been personally victimized <laughs> by your parents not recognizing you had, you were like mentally ill? Yeah. <laughs> now we're all like, <laughs> I'm I like, you know, we're all so open now about our yeah, anxieties and, and our health. different, yeah, struggles. But like, I don't know the the generation that raised us was not on that wave. Yeah, because I and it slowly become like you said normalized more to have like anxiety and depression and all the things. But in our parents' generation, like that was like you don't talk like it's like you don't talk about that. It's like you're it's almost like they think you're manifesting it or something. Yeah. Which you're like, no, I'm like, this is a cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want help. I don't want to like live in this thing. Yeah, I'm not like trying to make you upset like i'm i am upset i am unwell god i cannot function like this i'm fucking depressed i'm fucking anxious you guys stress me out literally and so we find out that her holy ghost is actually ocd and so she's thinking about what her grandpa says and She's like, I wish grandpa would have just asked me about it, asked me about my rituals, and I would have just told him it's not OCD, it's the Holy Ghost. And then she says, and then I wonder if I even believe myself. And she says, are my rituals coming from the Holy Ghost? If they were coming from the Holy Ghost, then she would have booked that part that she didn't get. Not her putting the pieces together. And then she's like, you know, she asked the Holy Ghost, like, are you the Holy Ghost or are you OCD? took me out and he responded quickly because it's really you talking to you if you think about it (laughs) and then the uh, the holy ghost quote unquote it says of course i'm the holy ghost and she said well that settles it i asked him directly (laughs) he answered me right back there you have it the voice in my head is still the holy ghost and then and then it says now squint your eyes five times fast fold your tongue then tighten your butt cheeks for 55 seconds (laughs) so she does (laughs) And she said, this is the part that was really like, oh, fuck. Yeah. She says, I know he means well, but sometimes my still small voice, which is the Holy Ghost, can get a little loud. And sometimes as much as I hate to say it, I wish my still small voice would shut up. 
I know, I put a sad face next to them. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's everybody who's, as we like to call, mentally unwell. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like, God, like, I, I, I've heard, I've felt myself screaming at myself, like, when I have, like, these thoughts or these feelings and emotions that I don't want to be having. I'm like, stop, just stop. Like, do not do this right now. Like, I don't need this. Please. I beg of you. Right, because it's an irrational thing. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's like, mm-hmm. I know that this is not necessary in this situation. But it's hard to fight. Talk about it. <sighs> yeah. All right. And so we, <laughs> which this was a good one, too. We're wrapping it up with chapter 18, which is about being good at something you hate. <laughs> I feel that's what encompasses this chapter. Yeah, it's about, I feel like there's a lot of little layers in here, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. It's definitely, she finally gets validated. Mm -hmm. We're all start there. Yeah. Um, She is auditioning for a role where the girl that she's playing has bipolar disorder. And so the role is kind of like intense. Mm -hmm. The scene that they have her memorizing is like, crazy she's screaming on the floor like rolling around like it seems like she's having an episode like in the scene yeah um and her and her mom are practicing and so she gets done with her scene and her mom's like silent for a little bit and it's like wow like net (laughs) you're really good (laughs) yeah (laughs) where'd you learn to act like that she's like damn bitch i've been in classes for the past six months (laughs) not only that but she's like i learned it from watching you (laughs) that too which is like she was pulling from her real life, which that's the shit that comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so the audition comes. It's an episode of a show called Strong Medicine. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like some issues getting to the studio. Her mom thinks it's this building. Jeanette is like, no, it's that building. And her mom like has a moment with a security guard. She brings her cancer out, mm-hmm. starts crying. The guy's like, okay, like you can go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, there is a moment that I thought was sweet where her mom soothes her and she's like, don't be nervous, Nat, because, you know, y'all, she gets super nervous before these auditions. Super anxious, yep. I mean, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So she's like instantly soothed when her mom is like, don't be nervous, which Mm -hmm. it's like a special power that moms have. Yeah. And she's like, I wish my mom would use this power for good more often. Um, But anyway, it works. The audition goes well Mm -hmm. and she gets a call back for later that day. Yep. So they go to a local mall. They walk around. And when she gets back at 6 p.m., mm-hmm. which she's working like full days out here. Yeah, this is a like full-time job. Straight up. Um, but when she gets there, everybody else is an adult. Um, and so to me, that was like a, a good sign. Yeah. I was like, so is anyone else playing her part? Like, yeah, like auditioning for her role. Like mm-hmm. a kind of a filler thing that she has to do? But she already yeah. low-key got the part. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Her name's called quickly, so she goes into the room and does the lines. Um, when she does this this scene, she literally gets lost in the part, mm-hmm. and finally, she feels like she feels like she's like releasing something that's been inside of her for mm-hmm. a really long time. Mm-hmm. The director stares at her and says he's blown away and literally doesn't know what to say. Which yeah. is exactly what happened with her mom, basically. Right. 
And when she walks out into like the waiting room, everybody claps and literally like she gets a I was gonna say standing ovation. I was gonna say damn near. Like everybody's like, holy shit, like you killed that. They basically. heard it from out there and yeah, so that was like super duper validating to her. Mm-hmm. And she looks around and there's her mom and she is her, her she basically crying again. Mm-hmm. It's like typical. It's like Chris Jenner. If y'all ever watch the Kardashians, <laughs> like she would just cry at the drop crying. of a hat. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she's so happy. Mm-hmm. And Jeanette feels so good. Like she's never been celebrated for something she's really good at. And we all know that's like the best feeling. It's like you work hard for something and you get that like appreciation that feels better that's why when y'all leave comments and like if we get a dm like any of that stuff means the world because it's like this is something i've been working on like this is my this is literally like my passion and my purpose but on the flip for Jeanette and how she ends this chapter Mm. she's like it's nice to feel good at something Mm. even if that thing makes you very uncomfortable at times even if that thing puts a lot of pressure on you even if that thing is very stressful sometimes Mm. it's nice to just feel good at something yeah that was kind of heartbreaking because it was like the other side of the coin is like she doesn't really like what she's doing like this right. isn't her necessarily her passion or her purpose it's her mom's yeah and she's kind of been forced to make it her own mm-hmm. and she's like yay finally like i've finally reached that point of i'm good at this but then now i'm kind of like so now what it's like i mean it's like when you are like <laughs> you're in a toxic relationship but you're two years in and you're like <sighs> damn like I put in so much time and effort Mm -hmm. and it's like I could just keep going I could just get married and like do the thing and like get a divorce later like whatever yeah I don't know yeah it's like a sad place to be it is it is for sure um all right well we're gonna keep checking along through this thing next episode we will be talking about chapters y'all know i can't do math 19 20 21 22 23 and 24 i'm gonna have to post another one of those little breakdown timelines of each episode yeah because we're through yeah be sure to check out our instagram look for that post where you going to be posting timelines of what we'll be discussing in the episode so that you can read ahead if you'd like to and be literally reading along with us or that's not your jam that's not your vibe that's cool too we're just happy you're here yeah stay tuned for more drama because mm-hmm. you know we're still going up the roller coaster we're still going up we, ha- we haven't reached the climax just yet we're still just chugging on up i'm i'm really like every time i say this but i'm scared <laughs> it's like that the feeling on a roller because that pit in your stomach of like you know it's coming like the drop but you just haven't gotten there yet the anxiety leading up to it i feel like yeah that's what's happening right now real shit Mm -hmm. but this has been another episode of your favorite bite-sized book club podcast you all read i'm alana and i'm samra see y'all next time bye y'all bye